0: Candace and Ariel are not final girls.
1: Candace is second to last at best.
0: And Ariel is probably the killer.
1: This podcast is intended for fools, haters, and Wikipedia summary readers.
0: Listen on at your own risk. Welcome to our twisted mind. <laughs> <laughs>
2: if
0: it's not a good look.
2: leave meeting i got an option i don't oh, know god
0: what if you no, just pieced out yeah what if you're if like, you're Bye.
2: Like,
1: oh, you know what i didn't oh, know that this was gonna be on the record i'm like
2: oh recording a po- no people can hear no <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoa, <laughs> I, maybe i didn't know what a podcast was
2: i thought that uh karen and georgia were in my living room with me you mean they recorded this at the time <laughs> i love my favorite murder sorry
1: i can't <laughs> oh my god well we are going on the record it's mm-hmm. not your final girl everybody and i don't know from the, the 90s from the 90s oh my god from the Denver. 90s i'm Candice, and i am here with my co-host ariel hi and we are also joined today by our guest lauren mckenzie former blockbuster employee yes film school yeah. dropout our twitter yes. friend mm-hmm. <laughs> Blockbuster
2: mm-hmm. and- Film School Twitter. That's all I have going for me. And I am so glad we hit the <laughs> highlights right it's away. It's a
1: great bio. I'm <laughs> <totally> <laughs> thrilled with it. Yes. And we're gonna be tight. Ta- we're gonna be talking about the essence of the 90s oh, yeah. in horror, at I can't least in we slashers. About them before, to be honest uh, with
2: you. I'm so glad you haven't because then I got to. So yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. We're gonna be talking about yeah, Ke- Kevin Williamson double feature scream mm-hmm. and, from 1996. And I know what you did last summer, from 1997,
0: back to back, back, to
2: back. He pumped those out because he wow. had to. He was forced to.
0: <laughs> They're like, this was a hit. They were what like, else you got? That's another else one else you got. Give it to it us. It
2: literally was, dude. They did that for him. They they tracked him down in North Carolina. One of the Weinstein's, Weinstein's, the evil men. Yeah. And uh, they locked him in a room and literally made him write "Scream too. So I don't know. <laughs> <doubt. laughs> That's like on his IMDB, like bio, by the way, I read that forever ago. And I was just like, <laughs> they don't sound like good men. I wonder what's going to happen with them.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: oh my shit. God. Wow. That was your first clue. Red huh? flags. Yeah. They
2: were not good men. Turn spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler so, alert.
2: But yeah, Kevin Williamson is like, um, my entire youth is devoted to him. And I think right. that I want to talk about that because, I never even knew he was gay. I just assumed he was because of the way he wrote women. And I was like, <laughs> you true. actually see women as not just things to fuck. And I appreciate that part of my French, but it's very true for all of the other things <laughs> in horror.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so um, now I want to ask, because before we get into it, um, so what is your first horror related memory that, you know, what, what pulled you in?
2: I, it's so funny because when, when I read your email again, I was like, oh shit, I should probably actually think about that before I just shoot from the hip. But here I go. Um- <laughs> No, I was talking to my aunt because I was like, she's a few years younger than my mom. I live with my mom and my aunt in Surprise, Arizona, which is like old it's like Sun City when they go to die. They go to Surprise. It's like a, a
0: fake town name, Surprise. by the way. It is. That is yeah. like Surprise bizarre. It's From a novel. terrible. It's yeah. terrible.
2: Um. So I was talking to my aunt because my mom was asleep and I couldn't bug her. Um. And I was like, hey, mom and dad, my dad and my mom both thought that like The Exorcist was the scariest movie they've ever seen. But when I watched it at a sleepover when I was like 12 years old with a bunch of girls, I was like, this is gross and I don't like it but it didn't scare me and she was like you have to remember though at that time she's like it didn't scare me either when I watched it it was stupid she's like but at that time your mom would come home on her bike or her roller skates in the 70s and it would be pitch dark and she'd hear a car rolling by and they would play the song from the exorcist on the radio like every (sighs) night come home scared and I was like you're right it would have been scary that if that had happened to me in 1992 or whatever but like yeah so for me it was very different (laughs) Mine, um, mine is probably a combo of a bunch of movies at sleepovers, but the scariest movie that I've ever seen that will haunt me forever and ever. Um, I don't know if this is allowed to be counted, but you got, y'all tell me I have a alien phobia because of it. A fire in the sky.
1: Oh, fire like in the sky. Whitley
2: Stryver. Dude, like how did you know that abduction. you just pulled that out of your booty? That was amazing. Yeah. So I'm uh, in Arizona. last
1: podcast on the left, to be honest, I, there. um, like I haven't actually seen fire in the sky, but I've, uh, but I've heard you got all to. about, dude,
2: uh, it, and the crazy part for me is that um, it took place in Snowflake, Arizona, which is up north. No one, it's own, Snowflake, it's,
0: Arizona. Who named these poll- god Mormons, Mormons,
2: Mormons, because we have a guy named Jeff Snowflake, who was our senator for forever. I'm yes. not kidding.
0: Snowflake. Ah! Flake? Wait, Jeff Flake. It's like a combo it's of two Jeff last Flake. names,
2: Snow and Flake. You're right. But there's a Snow and a Flake family, and they merged into one place It's called oh, Snowflake's
0: Awful. It's just like given the pol- the political proclivities of Arizona, that name did not age well for them.
2: Is all <laughs> So, anyways, I love this. this is great. I love this that was amazing.
0: History.
2: um I know a lot of it, and there's. I used to hate <laughs> Arizona so much because I was. I wasn't. I was never meant to be here. I thought I was like this place is not for me. Uh-huh. But anyway, up north, it's like middle of nowhere. But that story, that the the movie of it, scared me so badly because I had an experience when I was. 12 years old. And if you look up the Phoenix lights, there were two different sightings. And I saw the second one, but it, it scared me so bad that when I saw fire in the sky based on a true story, I was like, absolutely. That was like, that was literally what happened. And then years later, I heard about the, the full story on NPR or something like on a Saturday, I was driving around mm-hmm. and I was like, there's a reason that scary that story scared me so badly is because it felt so real. I think that the dude experienced something very real. I don't know what it was, but like for mm. me, if you go back and watch that movie, as if you picture like little me having an experience where I couldn't explain it as a kid, watching that, being told that it's a true story, like yeah. that was the scariest thing that ever happened to me until I saw signs in theaters. And then I had a full-blown panic attack. Oh, that's, God. I was 16. It was bad. My mom's like, do you want to leave? And I was like... <gasps> Yes, but no, we have to finish it. And we did. But (laughs) yeah, so for me, it's
1: legit scary. It It is.
2: Thank you. Everyone says I'm so stupid and like lame. And no one's stupid anymore because you can't, but they think it.
1: Yeah. The ending is like a little silly, but like, man, I the actually scene like you know where they're like watching like the news report oh, with, the, oh with the walking
0: by mm-hmm. and you're like, holy no, no. shit,
1: what is
2: that? That was the part <laughs> because yeah. you're waiting. You're waiting to see it and then it passes by and then it's just like it feels so real. Mm-hmm. It feels so like weird, they caught dude. it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh so, yeah.
2: And keep in mind, like this was right after 9-11. So like the fear factor was just a weird time. Like 9 nine eleven happened while they were filming it. So when it came out, like it was still fresh. Oh wow. It's all anarchy. Interca- I always think about like timeframes of when movies came out. That's why I Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. That's such an important story because mm-hmm. of the timeframe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I brought it full circle. I didn't even mean to. I'm so sorry.
1: Yeah. Look oh, at oh, how, how dare you? Kidding? This is my first podcast.
2: I don't know what I'm doing. You guys have to tell me.
1: <laughs> I mean, good radio. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hell yeah. Should I use my NPR voice? Hello, everyone.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm that's McKenzie. absolutely. Is that nice? I, s- I feel so silly, but it sounds right. It does. Some people just have that radio voice, but I don't know if I could even fake it. Like, how you can, you, you
2: try. It. You, hate it's everything. from SNL. <gasps> it's Me, I hate oh, it.
1: I hate. Me I, love well. it. I love it. Goodbye. It sounds so good. I'm feel. I sick. feel like I, I. I don't know if I can do it. Try, it Candace. Try. It. I don't know if please I can do an NPR voice, but I can do like a like coming live at you. It's not your final girl. <laughs> oh, See, I'm not <laughs> even good at that. I'm not even shocked. Even no, no, no.
2: You didn't. You didn't commit. You have to. I want you to commit with like if you had huevos. But you don't have to it's okay Candace, are you afraid
0: you're afraid of your power i think i am it's too much I power have to come into it you know yeah. do
1: it naturally
2: when you feel it let, let it take come a, through let, yeah just your gut man always just okay. in the middle
0: of the conversation we'll be getting into it and <laughs> <is> like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> my rev- she has an evil cackle i saw it you guys i'm on video with them i can see her she meant it she's gonna do it She's like ariel's really meaning this this is like a therapy moment coming to you <laughs> live from over here <laughs>
0: I just want you to Sunday, do it Sunday, like Sunday. right in the middle when we're having this like intense discussion about like yes. some like overarching theme and then suddenly <laughs> we're doing like some sort of like shock jock joke and just completely yes. pull us out of it. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I need that because I have to temper it. I can get too serious, but I'm also like the biggest nerd, silly person. Arrested Development jokes, they'll pull me out every time. If it gets too serious, just do a, a rapist Anything okay, Funke all right. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're good.
1: Well, yeah. I thought we would start with Scream because yes. it came Seems first. Good. Yeah. And also it's like probably Seminal. one of the more iconic movies that we've like even talked about.
0: I think so. It's yeah, right I up agree. There That's with- true. Yeah, we usually go for like, I don't know if we usually go for, but like we, we've done a lot of like, under the radar movies yeah. so I, I like about, that we talked about
1: uh halloween and Pulver yes Christ, okay and we've true. talked about alien all the alien movies oh we did yeah that's <laughs> but this one honestly is like uh in reputation right up there it is so scream from 1996 directed by wes craven and screenplay written of course by kevin williamson my boo. Um, <laughs> about uh a movie about when a rash of murders breaks out, Sydney Prescott finds herself targeted by the killer, and lots of meta-commentary on the slasher formula. Hello?
2: Hello?
0: Who is this?
2: You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine.
0: <laughs> I don't think so.
2: What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? just some scary movie.
1: You like scary movies? Uh-huh. Never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I
2: want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911.
1: Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step. Too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs and she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie.
2: Number one, you can never have sex. Hey,
1: this <laughs> Never, ever! ever under any circumstances say
2: i'll be right back because you won't be back get another beer you want one yeah sure i'll be
1: right back
2: You didn't make the rules
1: the police are always on track if they watch palm night and save time
2: he just kills by them don't answer the phone don't open the door don't try to hide Meta, that's very important because it was the first film that was allowed to be meta. And then from there, it, I mean, the original name of Scream was Scary Movie, and the fact that they made a movie called Scary Movie. Yeah. Ah, yes. the most meta thing I've ever heard. Very <laughs> it's like, interesting. I love it totally. so much.
1: Which I guess also, it seems like he wrote the script, like kind of developing outward from the first scene, which I. Yeah, like he wrote you can that, totally get.
2: Yeah, he wrote that in college, I believe. He wrote that whole scene and um, he had it going for him. And then later when he was a failed actor, he went back and he um, he was what, he heard something about the Gainesville Gainesville Ripper, I think mm-hmm. he did yeah. like a rash. He was just like a really sh- shitty serial rapist and murderer on a burglary spree. Yeah. That story also, is not like, inter- it's not interesting.
1: Did very like grisly things with the bodies. Yeah, those like, them in fucked up ways. I think that Um, was his
2: only inspiration, but they always say it inspired him like it didn't inspire him. He wrote the first scene in college like it was something that inspired like the the murders themselves. But the whole Uh story of Scream is way more interesting than that. That's why I like it so much.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I guess like he was talking about like I I read at least that he was like nervous about there being an open window in the house. He's like, the Ripper is going to come and get me.
2: Oh but my yeah, god, that's so funny because the windows totally are so important. To that. Oh, me yeah. too. Because you're a woman in the world, and we have to constantly be scared of being murdered <laughs> and hurt. It's it's great.
0: Yeah, love it.
2: Do do yeah. we? Okay, we're on no. with that. No, no don't, we don't. don't. We don't like it. It's not fun. But we love uh true. We love true crime and scary movies because it's a way for us to prepare and for us to learn and educate ourselves and be less scared.
0: Yeah, horror is a great way to process fear. I feel like for sure, exactly, absolutely. I, I totally talked agree. about this before.
1: Um, so, I want to ask, like, hi. Okay. So, I didn't see this movie until I think like a year ago. No um, way. I'm desperate
2: to hear what you think about it because I saw um, it as a kid and I saw it now. Oh, okay, so yeah. Very Did different. you see
1: it like in the theater or like what's everybody's yeah. first experiences with this?
2: Um, do you want me to go first?
1: Yeah. Go for it. Cool.
2: So, my mom and I were talking about this because she's like, I wouldn't let you see it in theaters. I didn't even want to see it in theaters. And I was like, mm, damn, mom. Okay. Yeah. So, my mom rented it for me from Blockbuster probably or Hollywood. Hell the yeah. Theater, probably Blockbuster. We were very, were very loyal um and she had this like tiny combo like tv vcr in her room and so i had my friend come over Exley, i hope she's doing well she's so great Exley, um my childhood friend in our old neighborhood and i think it was her that came over or jessica holly okay i'm so sorry but she came over (laughs) and we watched it and it was like in my mom's bed and it was this tiny tv and it was like 6 p.m and it scared the but jesus out of us so i was like it came out when I was 11, but I was 12 when I watched it because you had to wait like a full year back then for movies to come out because it took forever oh, right. to write all those tapes. The VCRs yeah. took a while. But yeah, I was 12. I was solid 12, and it changed my whole life, and I didn't really realize it at the time how much it impacted me, but looking back, like that was a very key moment for me, and I think that's why I can remember watching it so well. How about mm-hmm. y'all?
0: Well, for me, I, I saw it. I didn't see it a year ago. I saw it before then, but it was probably like, five or six years ago that I'd seen it for the first time.
2: Oh, so you were, like, an adult, too. You like
0: full. I was full an long. adult, and I okay. went to see um, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery <gasps> um, for Synespia, which was no! a fucking rat, like, no a wonderful. great experience. It was a triple feature. It was um, Scream, it was... Oh my God. It was just like a super nineties one. It was cruel intentions. Oh no way. Yes. Scream. And then what's that party one with like everyone in it? Like Seth Can't hardly dream, wait. But- Can't Thank hardly you. Wait. Can't oh, hardly sorry. wait.
2: That's me. I'm IMDB person. Sorry. No good.
0: You got that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was those three movies. And- I
2: would have loved that. Thanks for the invite Ariel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, it was really cool. Um, But it was also like, there's lots of bugs and like, do you know oh, what no. I mean? Like it was a very fun vibe, but like for maybe my first time to watch scream,
2: not the great, no, maybe that's not, great, not the
0: greatest because I'm I saw distracted. it, Distracted. Like, <laughs> this is like one of the, this is like a holy grail of like horror films, right? Like everyone, yeah. Like, scream, scream, scream. I worship at the altar, scream, I got to mm. scream. And I'm like, okay. And so then I watch it and it's, I was like, I don't know, I don't get it. And so, like, ever since then, I'm like, I don't really get the hype. But then I watched it. I rewatched it for this episode. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a fucking asshole. This movie <laughs> no,
2: this you got to watch it at different film. points in your life. It's like you're going to pick up different things based on where you yeah. are in your life. Because I have a totally different experience watching it this morning versus five years ago versus when I was 12. OK, like, yeah. Well,
0: mm-hmm. So watching it this time around, I was like, this is a perfect movie. I don't know oh, like, it's so what good. I had. Oh. I mean, because for me, it's like it does. I love horror comedy and I think it's just really hard to like strike both like, mm-hmm. horror and comedy and not like as an adult, like it wasn't like this necessarily freaked me out, but like, um, it, I feel like it achieves both really, really well. And like the one guy, the barracuda man is so scary with his barracuda eyes. Oh, he is very, what's crazy. his name again? Ski Ulrich. Yeah. yeah barracuda a barracuda eyes? face. He has a barracuda face. What does face. that mean? <laughs> he, he looks like a shark. He, like, he looks he's like sharp. a barracuda or a shark. Yeah, I like likes, that
1: honestly yeah watching it uh so yeah I, I also hadn't yeah my my boyfriend made me watch it like he now has no memory of this oh <laughs> <always. laughs> he made me watch it like maybe like a year and a half ago or something like yeah I I'd casually mentioned that I'd never seen it yeah that's really like I feel like this is pretty in character for us because Ariel wasn't allowed to watch scary movies yeah. <gasps> um, as a child Ooh. and um I had never been big on slashers it's still probably mm-hmm. not one of my like top horror subgenres, but like i just um i, I don't know the slashers i've seen and I, I wouldn't ever have like sought out a slasher got it i've only seen the ones that people have like sat me down in front of um up until like a few years ago so
2: what what do you consider like in the other genre of slashers like another good slasher film
1: uh black christmas is probably my favorite one dude
2: i haven't seen that i don't even i don't know if i've seen that
0: Oh, oh shit. my god! You I have some watch memory.
2: It. I have some memory problems from some stuff from a couple years ago from mm-hmm. medication, but like I don't know if I saw. that. Is what's her face from in from Pitch Perfect in that Brittany Snow? Oh, uh, I'm Uh-oh. talking
1: about the one from the 70s. The original. Wait, no,
2: oh, the original one. I literally yeah. never saw I, that either. Honestly,
1: I despised the remake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I <laughs> you
2: can kick me off the show right now. <laughs> oh I god. legit <laughs> forgot there was an original, Absolutely
0: and i fine if I've never seen it. The I, just,
2: I can't like something I haven't seen yet. Candace. Yeah, fair
0: enough oh yeah. watch it
2: though if you tell me what it's streaming on that's the only thing i struggle with
0: yeah that's always hard yeah or i
2: got I a dude remember. that i work with his name is g and he puts stuff on plex for me so what up he's awesome okay. he hooks my dad up and then he hooked me up and i'm just like oh, there's a swedish lesbian film called kith um i need you to find it for me and he did thank you Damn. buddy
0: that's dedication a great yeah. movie by that's the way that's real friendship okay love that
2: I was learning Swedish so I could just find it without English subtitles. I'm not joking. I'm like Duolingo (laughs) learning Swedish and like 12 other languages,
1: but. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, yeah, yeah, we we have that too. It can be very handy. Yeah, uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not like. I, I'm not huge on like the slasher in the first place. And then also like movies with meta commentary, like I'm always sort of, like, oh, do I have to? Like, mm-hmm. I still haven't ever yes. seen Cabin in the Woods because I just <gasps> I just feel like it's going to make me mad. And this is like part of, I hadn't intentionally not watched Scream, but I was not expecting to like it at all. And it right. like, um, yeah, I was like, oh, this movie whips. Like, Mm-hmm. it's um it's scary and it's funny mm-hmm. like there's like um just some like kind of physical comedy things like are both scary and funny like yeah the, like there's like a scene where like ghost faces is like kind of in the background like tiptoeing through the yeah. room and it's hilarious <laughs> it's hilarious it is also super scary
2: <laughs> yeah do you know why i think it works so well is because the same place that horror and comedy come from is just truth like we laugh at things that are true uncomfortable things that are true and so i think that you're able to cross out line if you have like a deep understanding of what horror is and what comedy is and I think that maybe unintentionally for Kevin Williamson because he's just a deeper dude and he doesn't get these things but he mm-hmm. like brought those together in such a way and it was the original meta so that's why I can tolerate mm-hmm. the meta because it's not you know right. it's not community season three which are four which is like intolerable meta <laughs> like it's it's actual it's like original of meta. Its kind exactly well, that's why getting like the the time capsule of what was going on at the time when this came out is so yeah. important it's so crucial mm-hmm. to enjoy this movie like there's such a great backstory no one knew drew barrymore was going to be murdered in the first 15 yes. minutes no one that. Uh, shades
0: of psycho yes Dude, right oh well, uh, it's epic like horror comedy too i mean with both of them yeah i think you're right in the similarities there but also it's like a it's a like a rhythm thing because like yes we've all seen we've all seen stand-up comedy where like maybe it's different for everyone like I have a you know like I have my own comedian in mind for something like this but like where like their timing is perfect and they're saying Mm -hmm. all this shit and the audience is laughing and you're like it's deeply unfunny like their jokes are deeply unfunny but the timing is perfect Mm -hmm. and then same with like um a jump scare might make you go ah yeah. But then if you think about it, you're like, that wasn't scary. It just had a really loud boom and the timing exactly. was well done. Yeah, and it's now we've all cheap. seen them so
2: many times we can predict jump scares. So that we're always like, yep, that's going to be a jump scare. Like I can predict the ending to every movie except like two that I've ever seen because right. I'm I'm so interested in, I care. Like when I'm watching a movie, I'm like, oh, I'm like all in. Everyone's like, you'll never guess the twist to that. And it was like the Leonardo DiCaprio on an island one. I was like, yeah, I guessed it in 15 minutes. Oh, and I wrote yeah. it down and gave it to my girlfriend. Like I'm like, it's very obvious if you know, but don't tell me there's a twist. If you don't tell me there's a twist. I like well, cabin in the woods is great because i'm not going to tell you why
0: yeah well, well Ke- the, the kevin why. williamson like for both of these although i'm we'll talk about it we'll get into it but i think it works better for scream than it does i know what you did oh last summer. god yeah you can't predict you can't predict and for one of them it's because it's <laughs> a little convoluted but for the other yeah. one it's it's kind of a gimmicky twist but it really yeah more, it wasn't
2: then it wasn't gimmicky then it's That's also the whole point. It's
0: something that like it, uh,
1: watching it now the second time like because yeah the first time i'm like just along for the ride i'm not really trying to figure out like, yeah. who done it Um, The second time I was like, it's so fucking obvious. (laughs)
0: Well, and the way they show. It's so obvious. Yeah. But somehow
1: it like, somehow it like feels like, oh, but that can't be what. Oh, they did a
2: good job. They did a good job. I'd be like, you can't be it. has gotta be. Yeah. And like the, one of the best ways of rewatching it is going, who, who would you want it to be if it wasn't who it turns out to be? And you know, who would have been the best one, honestly, and who you think it is for like a minute and a half? Dewey. David Arquette's character. You think it's him. And I was like, that would have been a great, totally different movie, right? Not, they wouldn't have the same like um, epic, epicness of it. But I was just, the way they did that and they switched it around and they murder Billy. Like you think he's dead. And then, oh yeah. And they're like, well, I thought for sure it was him, but it was too obvious. And then he comes back. So it wasn't too obvious ever. Like they did such a good job about that. But there was a reason for it because they had to kill the virgin myth. They had to kill mm-hmm. this idea that they had created this whole language and this whole mythology, but they forgot that only men made that when they made those mm-hmm. movies. And they never considered women until Jamie Lee Curtis and things like that. So they're, the whole mythology is completely turned on its head with Scream. Scream literally launched like everything we have today saw the thousand saws like that mm-hmm. was because of scream and it's it's just amazing to me that we don't talk about it anymore and like the origin of that movie and the difference between that movie and I know what you did last summer which my mom watching it with me again last night was like you know I didn't like it the first two times And I gotta tell you it's just not a great movie I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like you know what mom I I always wanted to like that movie more than I actually do and there's a good reason for it and I figured it out finally but yeah. like, there's I don't even know. I have ADHD, y'all. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no,
0: it's all good. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's um, yeah, especially like kind of getting into like the virgin shit. Like, I mean, that's um, sexuality is a huge part of, especially the slasher genre. Oh yeah. god, it is um,
2: the, the the knife is the penis. We get it. We get it. You're petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: we yeah. get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get it. Yeah. Well, and there's like a big kind of theme of like sexual impotence on the mm-hmm. on the part of the killer. And what's mm-hmm. really interesting in Scream is that it gets into There's there's not that necessarily there's not that feeling Um, and there is like kind of Mm -hmm. like gross like sexual violation at least like in the end that like
0: well and with the mom from almost oh yeah Yeah. you know she was violently raped and murdered yes.
2: But like the story comes out that she actually wasn't raped. It's just that they said that because she had had sex and her, her her dad wasn't around. And so their only evidence was that her saying she was raped because she was then murdered. But it turns out she was sleeping with Cotton Weary, which is like one of the greatest names of a character. Sydney Prescott, <laughs> Cotton Weary. Gail um,
0: Weathers. Yeah, Gail Weathers. Tatum. I
2: can't remember Tatum's last name, but that was Rose McGowan. I'm I'm sure yeah. she's named after Tatum Steve O'Neill. Ulrich.
0: But- like the names dude. in this movie can alone. I t- i
2: i used to watch snl religiously um my mom since i was a kid but david spade used to be on there and he had this amazing joke about skeet Ulrich at the time because he was on the weekend update he goes hey skeet johnny depp called he wants his dna back and i'm like that is dead on at that time if you look at johnny depp versus skeet Ulrich, like and it's like a carbon copy so at the time he was the hottest shit and the problem was that um because he was like a sex symbol, people got the wrong message from Scream, and the wrong message was taken by white men, young white boys. And I think they they idolized those two characters because Matthew Willard and Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Willard more than anyone, owned that movie. He was mm-hmm. phenomenal in that movie, and he never made so it like good. a. Good. He was he has such depth. Matthew Willard is an amazing actor, as even as a uh, Shaggy, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I just watched that for the first time because my girlfriend made me. But mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, yeah. Yeah, the that's. Names,
1: um- honestly I thought it was something that grabbed me about it watching it again like last night I get kind of like obviously this is like pre-Columbine but I like got mm-hmm. those kind of feelings from the two of them yes. like especially where like um Matthew Lillard Matthew Lillard has like no uh, reason for doing what he's doing yeah. he kind of is like ha, he just peer pressured me into it and it like feels that like that feels very like I don't know, like Can violent th- in the same pointlessly violent in the same way.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Totally. I wanted, I, I was afraid to kind of bring this up because I didn't want it to be too serious, but um, there's this movie that um, Kevin Williamson had written. Um, it was the thing he was most passionate about. It was, it was a script called Killing uh, Mrs. Tingle. And it was about oh, this. Yeah. Re- they turned it into a movie that they had to PG up because of Columbine. But here's the interesting thing. The two guys from Columbine absolutely watched Scream and they absolutely idol- idolized
0: sure those two yeah. characters
2: and in the end kevin williamson couldn't make the movie he wanted to make because columbine happened and he couldn't make mm-hmm. killing mrs tingle they made him change it to teaching mrs tingle with katie holmes and what's his face yeah. from seventh heaven and it wasn't the same and it wasn't the same kind of movie helen mirren was still great in it katie holmes is amazing and everything but it's weird how his first movie scream absolutely impacted columbine did- I'm not saying he caused columbine at all that's not it but those boys on marilyn manson well, what, they was did that? It. what was which that
0: what was that quote that is in Scream where, um, is it Ski who says it? Someone says the, um, you know, killers don't copy horror movies or like, there's they, like make, them cre- they, make, they make them more creative.
2: They make killers more creative. And it's such a,
0: like, it's such a funny. Cause like the slasher genre at this point was like, so overripe was, was rotten for, for commentary for a meta film to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, it's, it's eerie because it was prescient for, School we didn't honestly. have
2: Columbine though yet. We had like a couple school shootings. Columbine happened when I was in eighth grade. So yeah. that changed everything for me. And they were only a few years older than me because they were in high school and I was in eighth grade and that changed everything. And then a few years after that was 9-11. So like the timing of this movie yeah. when everything was going on and like sexuality was about to change forever, especially with Lewinsky and Clinton and Lewinsky becoming you know, the 23-year-old who I, I, I grew up thinking she was a whore. She was a horrible person. I mean, who does that? That's so disgusting. And then I grow up and I'm like, I know about 523-year-olds who did more than that and are amazing people, but she was blamed for everything. So it was like this really weird time where this all happened. And it's so interesting to me that Scream encapsulates all of that. And it was written by a really cool gay dude.
0: Yeah. And it would not, like this movie would not have been made four years later. Yeah. Or no. five years uh, later. But it was it kind of tapped into something. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure.
2: And the anger of white men is the is the thing that people remember from it. But I remember strong women who were finally not just like someone to be killed in the film and have their titties everywhere. They were the they were the ones that were like, no, I'm not just going to stand here and take it. Sydney Prescott turned the whole thing and made her own ending. She didn't just kill them. She dressed up as Ghostface and she gave a better yeah. ending. She's like, screw you. I'm going to write my own story. And people don't remember that. They remember Matthew Willard and Skeet Ulrich. And I'm like, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell is the point of Scream. Like it's the whole point is that you take away that that sexuality against us. It's not a weaponized against us anymore. She's not a virgin and she still lives.
0: Yeah. And the I mean, they it, this is one of the first slashers that had um, I remember reading about kind of they cast women that were well known on purpose so they could appeal to a female audience, which oh, I didn't know feels that. like an interesting turn from uh, thinking about horror as like appealing to like a what like a 18 to 25 male demographic it's always for um Mm -hmm. so this was on purpose trying to get kind of a female audience in with Drew Barrymore with Neve Campbell with um Rose McGowan McGowan. yeah yeah which you know so great yeah
1: yeah um I also like I read at least that um Wes Craven at the time had been thinking of like not directing horror movies anymore not making horror movies anymore because he was tired of like Feeling like he was making things that were misogynist, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me. I dislike Wes Craven. Um, Do you? It's Why? like one of those that like I just um I don't feel like his movies have anything that interests me. Nightmare <laughs> on guess. Elm Street um, is
2: boring as shit to me. I'm so sorry. I, I don't, don't like it.
1: I don't about care about Nightmare on Elm Street. It's make... like one of those. I mean, Freddy Krueger's cool, and there is like there's a Freddie Krueger in scream oh yeah
0: like, it's for him. like it's half west, a second it's west yeah that's him that's his
2: cameo that's isn't that awesome
0: i love it's that it's like
2: a hugh hefner not hugh hefner why did i just oh because <laughs> uh because St- what's it say stanley was hugh hefner in one of the iron mans
1: anyway
0: oh my okay, god all right
2: sorry my brain did a whole
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and i i don't know i just like i've always like kind of felt that there's something lacking about these yeah. movies that i had watched and i actually um, I had seen so I, I was trying to fi- honestly I was kind of trying to put my finger on it like mm-hmm. watching this movie yeah because um, obviously he's a competent director mm-hmm. like obviously like and scream is great like especially like you have to it owes a lot to its direction mm-hmm. and there's something about like I'm like so what is it like and yeah I watched um so I rewatched the last house on the left last night because I oh was my like, god I need to like because I'd seen it before like years mm-hmm. and years ago probably when I was in college and, Ooh, the worst time um, I've watched
2: that.
1: <laughs> well, and like watching it again, I mean, I've been an extreme horror and like exploitation movie watcher for like a long time. Oh, this is old hat um, for you then. Well, yeah. And it's like, I feel like Last House on the Left is so like conservative in its ethos. Like, it's very like, don't let your daughters go to a metal concert and right? raped and murdered in oh, the woods. God, like, any yeah. kind of shit. I guess I believe him when he like says that he wanted to attach himself to something, you know, that, you know, wasn't, that way and he wanted to get away from horror yeah. because of that but I'm like I don't think it's horror's fault <laughs> it no, been I think you he my perpetuated dude. that
2: yeah. I think he wanted to stop perpetuating it and I think that the only way was because we didn't have women you can't have a woman screenwriter because then you'll just have in the Pussycats which is an amazing movie but is not respected um but like back then you had to wait for a, the right white guy to write a movie that was going to change the world and like Kevin Williamson wasn't out until I think he had Jack come on as a character on Dawson's Creek but like hmm. Kevin Williamson's a gay dude yeah he's still a white guy so he didn't do the best job ever it's still a whitewashed film for all intents and purposes because of the town that it takes place in and all those things. But the step forward that was taken was he saw women not as sex objects because he literally is not attracted to women in that way, I assume, because he's gay. And so like the I think Wes Craven being like, I just wish I could have some guy deliver me on a plate, well-written female characters, because me, myself, as a director, I don't actually get a say in doing. And it's just like, no, dude, like you could have at any point made a really well-written woman who doesn't have to get raped like that's
1: and that's what i like i guess that's kind of what i mean is that i just always feel like his like i don't feel like i ever see like anything like personal in his like anything Mm. that feels like i i would form any kind of attachment to it that's fair he's not like giving
2: himself of anything you're not like i know you better because i've really
1: i've i've had to do some hard contemplation because he's such a prominent horror
0: director i'm like why he doesn't have like yeah yeah he's competent but it doesn't he doesn't have Yeah, A but competency doesn't emerge from it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's how I feel at least nothing that I like feel compelled to like be interested in and mm-hmm. yeah like so it's interesting that this is like i feel like anything any like charm that like comes from this movie is totally kevin williamson thank you mm-hmm. i agree
2: because but then you go and watch i know what you did last summer and it's gone and that's because it's he, gone it's because it has nothing to do with why scream is so good julie yeah. james jennifer love hewitt's character i just watched that she's a fucking bitch and i'm allowed to say that because i am also a fucking bitch no i'm not i'm well, like they're all person. hateful they're all of those people awful. are absolutely
0: there's except
2: there's maybe helen shivers, shivers. Except helen helen shivers. shivers. Honestly,
1: so when we start talking about i know what you you did Sorry, last summer. I am going to have to say, um, uh, podmortem. Yes. Covered up. Um, to Pod Mortem. Sup, I know what you did last summer a little while ago. And I like, so a lot of the stuff that they said, I'm sure I'm going to say again. Yeah.
2: You know, what? I it's, haven't listened to it yet, um, because I great. wanted to not have anybody okay. else's opinion yeah, in my I head. Like,
1: I was like crying, laughing. It, it was, oh, it, no. Okay. I got to watch it. But no,
2: the names of the characters. I just told Travis, I was like, Barry Cox. That was his name. Ryan Philippi's exactly. character's name was Barry Cox and he was a Even huge fucking Barry dick. Cox
1: and Helen like, Shivers. Helen Shivers. Julie Helen James
2: and like, Elsa
0: Shivers. Elsa. And names, man. Like he's Dude, okay.
2: Okay, so catch this. Did you, did you catch this? In the beginning of I Know What You Did Last Summer, they're like, we're going to go down to Dawson's Beach. And I was like, Kevin, yes, who was I Dawson? Did.
1: Who was Dawson? Damn I it. Did. I know yeah, you were Dawson. Dawson on the brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, And then
2: like Casey is a character he uses all the time. The name Casey that was Drew Barrymore's character as well. Okay,
1: yeah.
2: Um, but like oh, I'm always. Like, can I just sit down with you, bro? I want to know who's Casey. Who was he? Who was he? And then I want to know about Dawson. Is it just you? Is the name that you really like for you? You, and you just, wanted to be yeah, Dawson. He just likes it's it.
0: The, it's the one that got away. It's his. It's the ex uh, that he's given his heart to, and he'll always. There is like I, a, a, I would be so
1: mortified. <laughs> I I know, can, you can you imagine?
2: i would mine would be like uh someone named rachel in california and that's as far as i will go with that but i was 15 and i was like oh no i'm gay my family doesn't <laughs> do gay we don't do gay in my family oh no
0: <laughs>
2: that it took a while
0: done it simply its not done <laughs> i was like of
2: course i'm gay of course it's me i've got to be the gay that's why um when eliza Schlesinger did the um elder millennial comedy special and i was like i, so I was like oh i'm like an elder millennial lesbian then i was like elder ma lesbian perfect you push him to- perfect and then one time I had Kai like t- Instagrammed no likes Eliza Schlesinger commented you're welcome and I was like oh my god no really thank you I'm such a big fan she didn't respond but I think she was just tired of people stealing her shit I don't know but she's awesome I love you Eliza I'm sure she's listening
0: <laughs> yeah shout out to our um, number one fan Eliza Schlesinger. I hear she yeah.
2: listens to this if you if you say I hear <laughs> you can say anything after that I heard she really enjoys this podcast mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. Eliza
0: so, Sarah's Sarah saying it. We'll put that poll quote on like our new <laughs> Did you guys hear? logo will be, yeah, um, this is a great podcast and we'll have Ele- Eliza Schlesinger and Sarah Silverman. Like they have both yeah. said it. We heard
2: they said that. You have to put yeah. an asterisk. We heard because the lawyers, we heard.
0: Our target demographic.
2: Yes. It's just Sarah Silverman
0: or. No, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. everything just... I do is for her. Yeah. Everything
2: I do is for her. Jesus is magic. I had that entire special memorized. My whole, my old ringtone on my sidekick was "You're gonna die soon. You're gonna die soon.
1: <laughs> We're all done. No, I don't, I'm not actually that familiar with her. I just think she's very pretty, so maybe that. Oh, bad. also,
2: I have always had a crush on her, just to sexualize her a little bit. But she's amazing looking. <laughs>
1: respectfully, respectfully, Sarah, respectfully, Sarah
0: Silverman.
2: It's all about moderation. If that's all I did, yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: All right. Am I yeah. supposed to be doing something else with my hands? Oh yeah, they can <laughs> see my hands. I mean,
0: you should be constantly jazz handsing the whole time. So sure. I don't <laughs> know if anybody feels that about podcasting. I mean, people can people can feel that energy. So
2: everyone, I'm Spirit fingers ring right now. It's like bring it on. Eliza yes. Dushku and bring it on is probably one of my favorite. That's who I wanted to be when I grew up. You guys see Bring It On?
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I oh, love yeah. Eliza okay. Dushku. Big fan.
2: Eliza oh. Dushku is Faith from Buffy. Eliza Dushku can do whatever she wants near or around me. Yeah, a high five would be great. I would take a high five. She could punch me in the face and I would be honored. I would yeah. be like, "Thank you. I've always wanted a black eye. Thank you." That's a true story. yeah.
0: We talked about Wrong Turn and it was seriously like, "Oh, yeah. Wrong she Turn!" She literally walked off the set of Buffy at this point and just walked onto the set of Wrong. Turn. Remember her yeah. like
2: fake tattoo in Bring It yes. On? And she just did that, and I was just like, "Oh, fuck! You're so cool and hot."
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I always
2: thought I always thought we would date if she met me, and I'm just sad huh. she hasn't been able to meet me. Yes. Well, you're yes. in luck
0: because she listens to the podcast she and she's does. our number one fan. So. I heard that. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Eliza more Dishkan. and more people are saying. I Eliza heard Dishkan. that. She does listen to our podcast. She uh-huh. said
2: that you, it's be, it's awesome because since Joss Whedon was written for everyone, she needs to find new media to enjoy. And I'm like, just go mm-hmm. enjoy Buffy. It's not his just because he wrote it. It's you. You're exactly. Buffy. You aren't Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar is Helen Shivers and Buffy. But mm-hmm. that's what I love about her, though, is the being able to play both Buffy and Helen Shivers with the yeah. same energy. Exactly basically. the same energy. Uh, so so I was good. trying to
0: figure out because like, they came out so this year, that same year was when Buffy came out. So she I was to so curious. Yeah, well, I was curious, like, I was curious to know when exactly they because literally i think she was filming them both simultaneously those those
2: wb stars they fucking worked them to death because they would have them doing their wb shit and then they would on the summer breaks and their winter breaks they would have to make movies i mean they wanted to but they pumped them out like that whole wb thing keep in mind that fox turned down dawson's creek so like he was completely depressed and like rejected named his dog dawson because he thought that's the only time he'd ever be able to continue the dawson's thing kevin williamson like seriously and then like um and then wb WB picks it up. And that changed my whole life too. It came out in 98 when I was 12. And I just mm-hmm. saw Gia also came out that same year. And that's when I realized I was gay. Angelina Jolie's um, <laughs> movie. I saw that and I was like, uh-oh. That's when I knew actually. It wasn't, it wasn't Rachel when I was 15. It was when I was 12.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the
2: truth. I don't want to lie to you guys. It was a double whammy. Yeah, you know? Angelina Jolie first, which I have <laughs> I have two tattoos. And if you're lucky and I feel safe, I will tell you what they are. But one is Angelina Jolie related and one is a podcast. <laughs>
0: Nice. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Cool. Well, I can't wait to talk about Sarah Michelle Geller in I Know uh, What You Did Last Summer, to be honest. That's the only thing I'm excited to talk about about I Know What You Did Last Summer. But we can jump to that. All, I have
2: so many thoughts about Scream, but yeah, I, love I mean it. we
1: honestly, I'm sure we'll get back into Scream okay. because um I know what you did last summer is not very good. Yeah. It's not <laughs> a great movie. It's not a great movie, but, but love first me. of all. Um, do we want to guess what um our best friend Roger Ebert, also <laughs> a listener to our podcast from Beyond the Grave. <laughs>
0: ghost um, ebert
1: how what he rated scream in 1996
2: I, I so roger ebert was an interesting dude but i mm. would have had to have guessed that he would have been offended by the gore but really impressed by the filmmaking
1: mm.
2: no am i wrong i could be totally <gasps> wrong
1: just
0: making a face say, she made a, i feel
2: very judged i don't know i feel very interrogated
0: i want to say great. three and a half stars i don't know that seems wild, wildly generous but i'm going to say three and a half stars
2: I think he gave it a thumbs to the side of I am worried about a future Columbine and he predicted that and then you now we're all here. He predicted that?
1: <laughs> Ghost
0: favorite, <laughs> do you agree?
2: <laughs>
1: Ooh, um, what did he give it? He gave it 3 stars.
2: <gasps> I feel like we were all right, especially Yeah. Me. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think you no, it. you are right. Um that he, he it. Uh, let's see. Where does um he's talking about how um <laughs> the high school principal is the fawns, <laughs> uh, yeah, Which she yes. says is Winkler. A nice touch. It Was great. I really can't look at Henry Winkler anymore and not see Barry Zuckercorn. Dude, <laughs> like, he is Barry Zuckercorn. He literally jumps over a shark.
2: Yeah. Yep. I love uh, I hear Henry Winkler's a huge fan. Hey, he loves ah! this
1: podcast. <laughs> Fonz
2: loves this podcast. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. go on.
1: Um, so he um he liked the he liked the meta commentary. Of course he did he big on that. He liked that they, you know, live in a hyper cinematically literate universe mm. unlike everybody in every other horror movie
2: yes they're um, very self-aware
1: as a film critic i liked it i liked the in jokes and the self-aware characters at the same time i was aware of the incredible level of gore in this film <laughs> It no is way really violent no way is the violence diffused by the ironic way the film uses it and comments on it for me it was for some viewers it will not be and they will be horrified It was not
0: that gory.
2: It's not that gory. If you go back and watch it, it's what they didn't show that was so horrifying. And they had to, like, edit it. They were going to get an NC-17, I think. I might have just made that up. But there was a scene where, like, on the patio at Drew's house, Drew, my best friend, Drew Barrymore. Hi. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also a fan of the podcast. But, Mm -hmm. no, like, um, I heard that they had to, like, I don't know if they changed it later or they re-edited it back in but that guts scene. Like, his guts really poured out, like, in one of the edits.
1: Yeah, that's um honestly, that's how I remember it happening. And Me then too. I was watching it last night. I was like, huh, the guts are just kind of in. They're just chilling. I, I thought for like, sure
2: I was remembering wrong. Huh, and I think huh. I saw the other edit of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: so I guess um at least what I read is that um the studio was going to like was going to make a lo- him cut a lot of the gory scenes out of the script. But then when Wes Craven attached himself, he was like, no, I want the gore. Mm-hmm. What well, are you doing?
2: That's awesome. Leave because leave in. They gave him, they gave Kevin Williamson a director test, one of the Weinsteins, which I don't know why they get to be the judge of that just because they have money, but they didn't give it to him. They gave it to Wes Craven. So I really Mm. wonder how, I think it was necessary for that movie because I don't know what Kevin Williamson would have done with it. I'd love to see that, like a a complete reboot of Scream with the original cast in the 90s in my Mm -hmm. time machine. But I don't know, man, that would be so fascinating to me to see if it's not Wes Craven how much better could it have been like because they were they restrained kevin williamson i think a little bit when wes craven came in with the meta shit imagine but i think i think it would have been like a community thing it would have been too meta i don't know
1: yeah i definitely uh, like the very first time watching it um hearing like the whole monologue about the rules um Mm -hmm. i was like okay
2: but that was the first time remember that just keep yeah, in mind that was yeah. the first time we ever had to sit through a white man telling us the rules of horror stories and it was like holy shit, white dudes do know a lot about horror movies at least on
0: film that was the first time not <laughs> every girl who's
2: ever had to sit through a dude just because she thought he was cute and had to listen to movies oh
0: god i never or wanted to be that, that guy like, oh
1: really okay yeah i didn't know that but yeah <laughs> you can tell me
2: you can tell me i'll play stupid i just want to make out with your pretty face oh god <laughs> um no but i used to not really talk up much i don't i know it's weird to hear that because i talk too much now but um i used to keep all these thoughts in my head because i always thought everyone already knew these things about movies huh. and if it, why would anyone care about my opinion about them because it's already been said basically and then i'm like no you really love movies you know way too much about them like you know more <laughs> than most people do and you're a human imdb that game um six degrees of kevin bacon i can yes. do that with it i don't have to do I i could do that right now with any two actors like and that's nice. just the way my brain works and it's just it's fun for me so i'm so glad you guys gave me the opportunity to come on here and talk about it because oh, hell yeah i would do this without the recording of the podcast i just like that i'm finally on a podcast because it's been a lifelong goal so thank you for nice. that oh should i
0: start god. crying oh my god yeah, you please well, you're very welcome i'm not an actor at all <laughs> No, that's very
1: popular among celebrities podcasts this is a gr- I yeah. can't
2: believe I'm allowed to be on here. And um, Susan Sarandon <laughs> actually is a personal friend who believes in me. And yes. I have the Twitter DMs to prove it. And she said that I'm allowed to share that. So I would like you to say, Susan Sarandon will listen to this podcast probably. And she's wow. a huge fan. I'm going to get her to Susan say that. Susan
1: Sarandon listen to this podcast, I would have to die. We well, would please die. don't die. She's wonderful.
2: She's so nice and sweet. She was so supportive. I wrote this thing called The Kindness Doctrine on my little lame subreddit. Uh-huh. And she read it. And so did the guy from Eve Six who follows me, which I'm gonna brag about that right now because I'm a huge love fan. This.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. But they cool both. Connection.
2: I don't know if they yeah, read wow. it, but they said they read it, and they said you're right, Lauren. They uh, probably we believe did. in You. Yeah. I love that. Like wow, Susan Sarandon is my, my personal hero, and that happened. And then I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to be that person bragging about something. And I was like, Susan Sarandon, is it okay if I tell everyone? Aww. And I'm sure in her head she's like, please stop telling me, calling me Susan Sarandon. I wish. <laughs> Do you think people call her Sue? Or do you think it's like, she feels like a Susan to me, not like a Susie. I feel like she's like me. Like I go by Lauren McKenzie because if I introduce myself as Lauren, they're like, they're going to call me Laura in four seconds. Like no one remembers that. Mm. And so, and I worked with four Laurens at once at a place called rep.com. I, I, you figured it out from there, but like, um i go by my full name not because i'm an asshole but because like i i, I want you to remember my name and i don't want you to feel pressured to be like is it laura
1: their full name one of my best friends is jennifer and she's not jen or jenny yeah there you go just jennifer it's just how she is yeah i was actually going to be jennifer my Shout was... out to you jennifer if you're listening Hi, i don't think she jennifer. is she doesn't like horror movies that much
2: but you don't have to love horror movies to love this podcast that's the great Aww. thing about this podcast for my friend Aww. susan saran and she told me that i think maybe she, did. she didn't <laughs> i can't
0: lie <laughs> <laughs> she didn't um I don't know if we're done talking about Scream, but I do want to say oh, before we, we are, want about all we want. I did forget to say, and I feel like this was, a I I have sinned is oh. that, <laughs> oh, the sound, the score is fucking <gasps> amazing for this movie. The score is iconic and the you um, mean the
2: soundtrack or the actual like score? No, I mean like, like the, the score
0: it's good fucking, right well the soundtrack's awesome too like I do oh yeah i the soundtrack. love it i felt like the score
1: watching it this last time i felt like the score was very heavily inspired by other slasher yes. yeah it had to be scores, right? and it's like something that like even um yeah I, I just didn't recognize it the first time but yeah like you see like you're a little bit of halloween here and there yes
0: so this is um, it's Marco Beltrami. Is oh, name. I love him. Marco Beltrami. I always say
2: Beltrami. Is it Beltrami? Beltrami. I
0: have no idea. I went I to school that with the bully,
2: a bully whose last name was Belt Beltramus, I think. And I his name was like Mark. Marcus Beltra. I'm so sorry, oh dude, God, if you're a nice so guy close. now. But like whenever <laughs> Marcus, I see that guy's listening. name, I recognize it. He's reach he's, out. He's, he's done so many scores, right? He's done like um a lot of movies and TV shows, I think.
0: But I think at the time it was kind of his first, like, <gasps> um, like Wes Craven was <gasps> like, hey who's 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 hot shit right now who should i call? Uh-huh. Who's like young and hot but in a film score way <laughs> and several people are like this dude this dude, dude this no this way this that's dude. awesome and so they they actually auditioned him where they showed him the first scene um and they said score it yeah and, <gasps> got. and so the then Drew based Barrymore on scene? that uh-huh and then based on that they gave him um nice. the I, awesome. I also they gave him the part i mean honestly is, like, though. a good like a score game. is like a character so oh, yeah, yeah oh my god i love you so
2: much um music means everything to me as much as movies so for me mo- oh, wow. movies okay. music go hand in hand yeah. um but like you see movies where this like the score is laughable and it literally ruins the movie or yeah. they just have like the tone is just off because you get like the guys who know how to do that like the one who does who did harry potter for the like, mm-hmm. chris columbus version and like mm-hmm. those those dudes know what they're doing because they they've like figured it out already in a bunch of other films and you can hear it it's mm-hmm. the guys who are new who can score a brand new movie like scream was a very brand new genre it wasn't just a horror film it was like everything mm-hmm. so for him to be able to score that and like knock it out of the park good for you marco i'm sorry i confused you, you with my childhood bully who was fat and also called me fat but it wasn't okay because i was a girl
0: mm. and then he hit
2: puberty and he got real fit and played football and i just got fatter
1: <laughs> anyway <laughs> sorry marco but, can I make a confession? Also, well, not related to the score of this movie at all, but you're talking about how you can do like six degrees or whatever of actors. Yes. there are two pairs of actors that I get confused um, with. Well, no, okay, so I do that. One, I do that There's too. one pair of actor in there's one pair of actors in both of these movies, so I get confused with each other. Um, <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. and um, David Arquette. I get them mixed That's, up. What the hell? How um, they just like- are the same guy in my brain.
2: That's hilarious oh to me because Freddie Prince Jr. is like the hottest dude and like David Arquette got to marry Courtney Courtney Cox, but only because he's an Arquette and like he was in that film with her. Like mm-hmm. there's no way that would have happened yeah. in any well, other and, universe. Uh,
1: Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are still I married, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they're, together. They're, they're so happy. Love. They're
2: one of my favorite couples, honestly, and I, I'm very good friends with them in the future, I assume. And they <laughs> told me they love this podcast, so it works. In the future. Wow. In the future. that
0: energy out into yes, the universe.
1: Yeah, it. Why not? Perfect. Bring it yeah, in so, with the NPR um, voice also not actually in that um she's she's not actually the other one's not actually in any of those movies mm-hmm. but i get nev campbell and um oh selma god blair. what's Don't her say name selma blair, selma blair yes selma blair <laughs> played, was that role originally
2: they did a short and they selma blair was in it originally and okay. then she ends up being Thank in the second you. one nev campbell you. and selma blair are the um, same person you're okay. right
1: okay. okay and selma blair is in one of the other ones okay, okay. i yeah. get them mixed up they're the same person she's great head. though And um, yeah, my boyfriend said like, what the fuck (laughs) are you talking about when I said that I get them mixed up? So I was like, I just feel like they're both well, skinny brunette, big teeth girls.
2: That's mm-hmm. perfect. Plus, cruel intentions. Selma Blair with Sarah mm-hmm. Michelle Geller and cruel intentions. She's got the brunette <gasps> thing. Go. It's like okay, that whole okay, little- thing.
1: You're, so you're doing so much like six degrees and Kevin Bacon shit, right it's now. my brain. I appreciate that. It I is- literally don't
2: try. Thank you for liking my brain the way it is. <laughs> I knew it would come in handy. Dad, yeah, I told you. My
1: brain you. does not. So, like, I don't do the six degrees. I just get people confused with <laughs> 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 but Probably I'm, I'm some, the person like, combination of neurodivergence and um, <laughs> face blindness or something. There you um, go. Oh, yeah, Dude, I, don't I know. Have, they're the same person.
2: I have neurodivergence, but like face, what's the opposite of face blindness? Where I can't forget a face. Like, mm. you know, if I see you one time, I am that person that at Blockbuster they'd be like, "What's that one guy in that one movie? He was a background actor." And I would be like, "Oh yeah, Kevin Corrigan, who's actually <laughs> I found out he's great. If you if you IMDb him, you will absolutely recognize him right away." My friend uh, Chelsea knows him so um she was in a movie with him casually dropped that fact but i was just like kevin corrigan no one knows his name but everyone knows his face and okay. that's what i love about movies is that once you see him like for me especially like i can track you in every role if you're on svu one time uh oh my
0: god which who wasn't you know
2: kate Menning from um the l word shane from the l do you guys do, do you lesbian do you the l word yeah no? you know i
0: seen it. i am a bad <laughs> it's terrible You should watch like it. queer person because i haven't seen the l word at all oh Neither my goodness the remake nor the original
2: I have to report this as elder lesbian. Fuck. Ariel, dude, God, Please don't. <laughs> you queer.
0: You have a, re- no, it's awful,
2: but it's great. It's formed my whole like childhood. I was like in my All early twenties, right. but. Okay,
0: but you know who I have like seen on a panel though is, is she in the L word? Um, so Amy Acker is in. Amy uh, Acker's sh- Fred. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Amy Acker is in a show with this other person. So, person oh, Sarah existence? Shahi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so I've seen her on a panel with Amy Acker.
2: What's it called? That show that Klessica. she's on what's that show that they're on together because they're very of, gay for each other per, person of interest, of
0: interest. yeah um, a lot of fan vids on uh on youtube if, like oh. how are you
2: queer and you know who sarah shahi is based on person of interest but you haven't seen her lap dance that she gives shane on the l word season know. season two three two
0: season yeah. two it's season
2: two because they're first dating season three is the last season with sarah shahi anyway
0: i've just seen yeah just i got to. up
2: Hey, can I tell you just a really cool thing really quick? I got to meet someone that I have been obsessed with since I was a child and I saw her on okay. Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. Um, Leisha Haley. She's from the L Word. It's connected. I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> <laughs> So she has a podcast now with Kate Menig. I'm sorry, uh-huh. Catherine Menig, but her friends call her Kate, and I assume we're going to be friends in the future. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. And I love
2: Kate because on the new season of The L Word from last year, they call her Uncle Shane, which I love because it's just like a cool gender thing. Anyway, I got to yeah. meet Alicia Haley uh, randomly when I was in town for Pride 2019 visiting my friend Liz. Uh-huh. She was not happy to meet me at all. And I mm-hmm. felt so bad because it was like the thing I've been waiting for my entire life since I was a child and watched her on Boy Meets World. And she's been out forever. I love all of her lesbian films, like all uh-huh. over me that no one's heard of. And she was like walking with her her girlfriend and was upset that i stopped her and i tried very hard to be like i'm in hollywood like no one needs to know i wasn't in hollywood i wasn't nicer than that hollywood but like um i was like this is so important for me and she has no idea and she was i think she's having a bad day and i don't know i saw her the next day on the pride front she was fine but i was just yeah like, i was like that's fine because she has no idea what she meant to me i am a nobody but she meant the world to me and then like five minutes later i was what i had shopped at wildfang and i got myself like like the coolest outfit i've ever had it's amazing mm-hmm. And then I ran into, I saw this person walking down the street, and I'm a huge Sylvanesso fan. And I go, There's no way that's Amelia Meath. There's no way I'm lucky enough to meet Leisha Haley and Amelia Meath from Sylvanesso. And it was, I go, Amelia Meath? And she turned around and I, she looked at me like I was a crazy person because I don't yeah. know, many people probably don't know her full name. I don't know. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. And then I told her, I was like, it's so wonderful to meet you. And I have pictures on my Instagram of it. And I was like, I was like, I just ran into Alicia Haley and I love her, but she was not happy. She was not like, it was, it was like the worst timing. She was like, oh, you saw Leisha Haley, where is she? And I was like, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. She's that way though, if you want to go follow her a little bit. But no, I'm just like... So, I got to meet Amelia Meath like an hour after I had met Alicia Haley, and it was a terrible experience, but it wasn't because I got to meet Aww. her and I'd always wanted to do that. Um, yeah. But Amelia Meath, Silvanesso, their, their, uh, their album, like their, their one called Silvanesso, that's the best album if you ever need to be productive. Listen to that whole thing. I'm telling okay. you. ADHD. Okay. Hi, Amelia. So, I'm very <laughs> nervous now. <laughs> that was so exciting to meet her. She was the coolest person, honestly.
1: That's awesome. Wow, that's crazy. I've yeah. never see. This is like why I don't want to meet famous people, but I also <laughs> don't meet them, and I don't know. Uh, it might be because I don't recognize them. That might mm. also be part your of your face it.
2: blindness. I got yeah. you though. I can always introduce you. I'm that person who's never afraid to make an ass of myself if I know Perfect. it'll be a fun interaction, and I'm not like abusing a celebrity, you know, just to do that because right. they are real people. My my whole thing is is like I know we would be friends if we met, and then I've got to meet some people where that actually did happen. I'm always like, I knew I wasn't a weirdo creep. I I knew it. <laughs> sorry, back on track. You guys gotta rein me in. You we know my talk ADHD. About
1: I know what you did last summer <gasps> if we want to. I know yeah. what you did last summer, directed by Jim Gillespie. I have think no played by Kevin is. Williamson. Um the only oh, right. other movie, the like the probably the most prominent other movie that he's directed is Venom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not yeah. watch that. I'm so sorry, long, Tom Hardy. Long after this. Tom, I haven't Tom, seen well, no, Venom not either, the
0: not honest. the Tom Hardy one, like a 2005 movie. Oh wait, really?
2: What? What so movie? Yes. Is 2005 Venom.
1: I got I don't IMDb know. I this. don't think it's the comic one. Holy shit. Never mind then. Well, I so, my, my opinion yeah. my Oh, genes, it is from 2005. Philosophy. It's a different one. Wow. I thought that he had, like, some claim to fame. But um
0: it's about a gas station owner. That
1: sounds more interesting to me than the other Venom
0: owner. So the boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio
1: that this lunatic killers escape from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. Oh, with you.
0: What? oh,
1: my God. I think he's dead. We can't just leave him here.
0: Oh, tell me, little Miss Prelaw, what's the charge for mad slaughter? We make
1: a pact right here, and now we take the sorry grave.
2: For the last year, four friends have kept a secret.
1: Are you on drugs? No. Well, then what is wrong? I've had a rough year.
2: But not all secrets stay buried.
1: Somebody sent this to me. Oh, my God. Someone knows.
2: I know what you did last summer. Ooh. What they thought would be a new beginning. Toast is becoming a dead end. Somebody tried to kill you last night. We have to go to the police. If he wanted me dead, he could have done it. And the
1: mistake they made.
2: It was an accident. There was no accident. It was murder.
1: What if he's still alive? Hey! What are you doing here? Is coming back to haunt them. Oh,
0: my God.
2: He's after me, too. I got a letter. I got run over. Helen gets her hair chopped off. Ah! Julie gets a body in a trunk, and you get a letter? That's balanced.
0: She's waiting for us to unravel. The
1: wait is over.
0: What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for?
1: I know what you did last summer.
0: Yeah, so that's seems- yeah. Ooh, Jonathan when Jackson. Is he has he directed eleven percent um, on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, we have to watch jazz. this. What is this?
2: Hold on, hold on. A group of teenagers fear for their lives in the swamps of Louisiana, chased by Mister Jangles, a man possessed by thirteen evil souls and now relentless in his. It cuts off from there, but that sounds amazing. Okay, that
1: actually does sound really interesting. Oh, Bijou okay. Phillips, Method, Method Man, Method man. Megan Good- Dude,
2: Jonathan Jackson. He was he was seminal in the nineties, dude. We got to watch this. What the fuck? Okay, is this? well this is very
1: interesting. So uh, yeah, other movies. Uh, Detox from 2002, Billionaire Ransom from 2016, Joy from 1990 joyride no wait, joyride movies.
2: Wait, which joyride though?
1: From 1995.
2: Oh wait, that's not the one I want.
1: It's a thriller. A so was this? This was
0: not his. Film. Was this his first feature then? I, I know he so. gave him. I, think so. I know what
2: you did last summer. and He must have owed somebody something. Yeah. Somebody owed something.
0: He must. No offense. I'm sure he's great. I'm
2: just saying that's a really big film well, yeah, because they so, pushed it out. They had yeah, to yeah, make that film yeah, after yeah. scream
1: And i think it's pretty evident um from the like fucked up nature (laughs) of the of the like this is an adaptation weirdly enough um has absolutely nothing to do for the most part other than hitting someone with a car um and then (laughs) later being like sought after for revenge um (laughs) has nothing to do with the original uh, source material, but I did actually read I Know What You Did Last Summer by Lois Duncan when I was like in elementary school or middle school. I didn't know
2: there was original source material. I'm the worst person because he wrote this
1: book from let me see. They Um, said that
2: he wrote this story because based on his like the hook hand stuff with his friends when he was in school, that's on his IMDB. And now I need to know the truth
1: tangentially related. But there is a book called I Know What You Did Last Summer by Lois Duncan. It's from 1973. Um, oh, nice. and it, like got us uh, she actually like was pissed um apparently oh, no. this is something pod mortem talked about um on okay. their coverage of this movie um she was very upset with this adaptation because she was like so excited to have her work interpreted and yeah not at all oh, what the book is damn it um like so it's kind of it's like almost like he just wanted to use the title and yeah, like it's knew a great that title the, um knew that the plot was similar enough that it would maybe become a problem if he wasn't adapting it but okay it's so different um, that makes sense like so. in basically in the book if i recall correctly and it's been i was probably like fucking 11 years old or something when i read yeah. the book but i'm pretty sure like they so they hit Um, a little boy on a bike like one of them does okay Um, that's different one of the characters does the rest of them I don't think are with him when it happens Um, but like then the kid's brother um, infiltrates their group like he like becomes their friend um, and then is slowly killing them one by one that's way more
2: interesting that's Um, way more interesting than I know what you did last summer in the movie am I wrong um, yeah
1: No, no like and that's kind of something where the storyline of this is so fucking out of control oh god oh, i it's love so it convoluted. It's, the convoluted. it's
2: because the, the part in scream that kills me is the end where they say you can't make the, the thing to the the story too complicated and too convoluted or else you're gonna lose it i was like that with me and my mom last night trying to watch i know what you did last summer and get into Dude, it like what the fuck wait, like
1: so it was like a different guy you but got it was not david egan guy, yeah. but it wasn't not guy david egan it was. no it's identified the body and they were also like he drowned even though his head's bashed in and shit Okay. oh yeah
2: because let me think about it though back then the internet <laughs> wasn't a thing where you could be called out immediately like you have to actually dig for stuff and even they then, do so up. there. they do so much internet like,
1: sleuthing in this movie it's i so love cute. jennifer love you the i know yeah. And, laptop. yeah and it's
2: just like all the articles pop up for you perfectly and i'm just like i wish the internet did that if it won't run by billionaires it could but it never oh, did
0: yeah. <laughs> i was it's like yeah not, it's- like, choked by ads <laughs> it <seems> like, oh, <laughs> right? fuck,
1: a i like yeah. that
0: yeah they just pull it up. They just go one search term. It's not the the internet in the
2: nineties. Yeah, it was pre-Google. The internet in the 90s was amazing, though. People forget that before they let trolls take it over and make everything make us feel like we have to exist on the internet with evil people in order to be, exist on the internet, especially as women. Before that, it wasn't something we all just thought we had to accept. And the internet was a very different place. But the best part for me was in Scream when they were like, Courtney Cox was yelling to the the, the camera guy. She was like, grab my cellular. I made mean my cellular. And it's like, you have to remember how much different life was before people had cell phones. Like, yeah. You can't yeah. make a horror movie today that you made in 1990 and 97 Mm -mm. because you would have to set it in a different time which i think we should do more because phones have ruined everything you can't have suspense when you have your fucking phone sorry i got mad i'm sorry i think
1: it can be worked into a plot in like different ways but i mean a lot of horror movies do like either they're you know like set back in time or there's Mm -hmm. something like um oh no, what's the movie with the, it follows. Um, or it could be mm. like, it follows where it takes place in a really like, a like indistinct time. period of time where like, I have not they, seen ha- that. they have phones if it makes sense, but they don't have to. Yeah. So, so
2: I tend to stay away from any movies where I think that a woman is going to be raped just to, as a fucking plot point. Um, and that's why I haven't watched Last House on the Left. And that's why I haven't watched, what's the one with um, Jennifer Lawrence where it's a great gif of her running upstairs that men love to enjoy, but it has a similar name to Last House on the Left. I don't
1: know
2: she's in a horror movie and I love Jennifer Lawrence and I, 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 I hear she's a great fan of this podcast in the future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cause we're best friends and I've told her about it. You're welcome. You guys. Um, <laughs> thank you. But, um, but there's movies like that where she's a very strong female character and I'm sorry to get off, off track but like there's no rape because you don't have to have rape as a plot device and men were just relying on that because that's what they thought had to happen because every mm-hmm. other horror movie was that so the one good thing about I Know What You Did Last Summer is that while they sexualize the girls they also give the girls sorry their girls are fucking 18 they give them they feel empowered to like actually try to save themselves because when they go to Ryan Phillippe he's like I took care of it I threatened that one guy from Big Bang Theory like and they're like okay but you didn't actually solve the problem so for me it's like this women empowerment of both of these films is great but i know you did last summer they pushed out because scream was insanely popular and they needed another movie Mm -hmm. a horror movie but scream and i know what you did last summer are entirely like the the dichotomy and they're a year apart
1: a year apart this one feels very much like a generic 90s slasher to me Yep. which Scream obviously doesn't at all I'll go ahead and give you guys a summary if you've never seen this movie or heard of it um, we are going to super spoil it so just keep that in mind four friends run over a guy in a fit of <laughs> drunken sunroof hanging irresponsibility and one year later find themselves targeted by a mysterious figure in fisherman's garb who knows their secret. <laughs> So
2: that's really well- that's honestly one of the best descriptions of that movie I've ever heard and the way you read it I mean, it sold me, I'm going to watch it again I didn't even <laughs> enjoy it that much <laughs>
1: for helen shivers I, dude one of my favorite parts of the movie is when um they're in the dude's sister's house and sarah mm. michelle geller turns around sees a slicker hanging from a coat rack and shrinks in terror <laughs> yes um
2: and i know it's been overdone but the part where she spins where are you
1: where are, are you? you she's
2: like where, where are, are you, you? waiting wait for what are you wearing who are i'm just like i know it's been overdone but that scene it was just so that you would look at her fucking boobs because men think that they're like the only ones watching these films and that's what you have to do with women when you put them <laughs> right. in films
1: Be fair, i also really enjoy looking at i also did. they're very nice
2: dude they're great and i think that they forget that women also love enjoying boobs my, my girlfriend sent me boob pictures before this because she knew i was nervous boobs are oh my amazing God. <laughs> thanks maddie uh She'll, she'll be okay with that, I think. If not, uh, yes, yes. if not, I'll come for yeah, you with yeah, lawyers.
0: All right, all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll be fine. Man.
1: She's great. I can edit it and post. I can't no. get over how me like, editing? True, like kitty pictures, like of Rukens. Yeah. <gasps> Please do. I'll just like dub over it.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: These are
2: pictures um, of kitties. There you go. I got you a song.
0: Perfect. <laughs> I can't we get over her how mean Helen's sister is. She's so, so fucking sure mean. It's also
1: that's funny because they put her in glasses, clearly intended yeah. for her to be like the ugly, overlooked. She's sister. hot as fuck. Like so in, hot. She's in Helen Shivers's shadow, but she, they're both like equally sexy. They're like, both they're yeah. What's attractive. her name?
2: Bridget? Is it Bridget? Bridget Nelson? Is that her? No, that's a different uh, person. Bridget, Bridget Nelson. Bridget Wilson. Wilson. I'm so sorry, hey. Bridget. She was great. She was very, she was like in every movie in the 90s for a hot minute, too. Uh-huh. But they had to, I resonated with her because I'm an older sister with a younger sister who is um, a beautiful, blonde, blue eyed, literal Miss California State pageant winner. She's, and she's oh, a wow. math genius.
1: An actual but pageant winner.
2: You can't be mad at my sister be, or not like her because she's like the nicest person in the world, also. Like she's genuinely the sweetest, most caring Much person. She's
1: like Helen Shivers. She's Much, very
2: sweet. She was yeah. very sweet. You can't be mad at Helen Shivers. And she's like, also
1: just like beautiful. Like she's yeah. so beautiful during this whole thing thing and podmortem Pod also brought this up where they like you're starting to get the band back together at one point like you know because this dude's after them the two like uh Helen and whatever Jennifer Love Hewitt's character Julie
2: is, James
1: um, Julie James yeah uh go seek out a uh, Barry once again to Barry talk Cox. about it and he says like you guys look like shit warmed over yeah. and he's like hey you leave Helen alone she
0: looks great she looks- Perfect. What are you talking about? I noticed Shut that too. Up. You
2: both look like shit. And he's wearing like a wife beater, which oh, I'm god, I'm so sorry. We're not allowed to call it that, but we do call it that for a reason, and it's really messed up that we call the tank tops that the wife white tank tops, uh, wife beaters. Wife Have beater. you ever thought about? Everyone calls it that, and we don't yeah, because we're like it's
1: eating your wife.
2: It's not it, cool, it, it, but there's a reason the stereotype exists, and I'm sad about that. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Helen shivers. Yeah. <laughs> they both looked amazing julie james with her like i'm sad i'm in college and i can't do grades right because i'm the only one affected by us killing a guy and i'm the only good person in my group you're not julie she's a an helen she's shivers horrible. is the hero of that goddamn movie helen shivers the sequel should have existed but they had to fucking kill her and i'm mad <laughs> sorry i'm mad about that still
1: dude justice for helen shivers yes That's true yeah. Let's do a
2: reboot where she comes back. She's like, it actually wasn't me the whole time. It wasn't David Egan or Ben Willis. It was me, Helen. I Shivers. would love it if
1: she would. That would be much more in wow. the. I would love that. I would write that. Helen Shivers had <gasps> been the murderer all along. Ooh, bum, bum, bum. yes. She, she faked shrieking Avenging at the Angel. slicker on the coat rack. Avenging that Angel. would make much more sense if she was, if she yeah, was establishing
0: her season innocence. Two,
2: she, season two, she comes back with that haircut because she got chopped up by the by the stupid Fisher dude dad we don't know the story but she actually
0: cut her own hair <gasps> and she has like this weird i i did like think weird it was very thing, funny you know? that like yes. um they were when
1: uh when barry's trying to say that it, it was like it's probably ray that's the killer yeah um or that's like stalking them or whatever he's like he's like i got run over uh, Julie got a body yeah. in her trunk. Helen's hair got cut. And it was like, <laughs> oh. okay, I feel like mm. one of those is a little lesser. <laughs> like, but to be
2: fair, her hair meant a lot to her. It's like the gift of the Magi shit. Like, you never know what means the most. Like, uh, for Barry Cox, it's probably his body. Because they kept talking about how he's like a high school or a college quarterback. Like, they kept dropping okay, that back. I, I, like-
1: I was dying at the fact that, like, Ryan Felipe, Felipe, Felipe. I always thought it was Philippe. Ryan Felipe is such a twink that it was so fucking funny <laughs> to me to see him like be a jock bully yes
2: he was such a macho boy Ugh. and then you he's see him like, in cruel intentions a and couple years like later he's like
1: walking through the locker room with his shirt off and you're like okay, okay.
2: he looked good though damn he, his he body right. was he it was a good right. body everybody's
1: like peak like oh, at yeah. their peak in this movie yeah yeah yeah. it's amazing
2: how much except those for
1: Jennifer Love Hewitt's bangs um, dude
2: those separated bangs bitch horrible. I'm so there's sorry there's
1: so many stringy mm. bangs in these movies the she makes it look Ulrich. better
0: than I've ever seen oh it, yeah like, like yo at oh least she does he, Ulrich's hair is on purpose getting fucked up on purpose, on purpose. His whole his, like he his skin is his, greasy his vibe though. is yeah. just, like, he's just repulsive in the like I've known he's a wet boy Have you, either of
2: you dated this boy where it's like he's very attractive but he knows it and he thinks he's the most manipulative smart dude on the planet and thinks he's smarter than everyone but he dates like this girl who was like so much better and it's like she knew it. Right after she slept with him and got that out of her system she was like, Nev Campbell, she was like, man when you were in the jail you could have called anyone with your phone call like she immediately yeah, was like now that i've had sex <laughs> i it's not that big of a deal you weren't that great buddy i freed over my it. mind
0: from the distraction yeah. you, she yeah. he was
2: gaslighting her about the sex shit about it's all in her she's she's the problem in the relationship and then once they had sex she was like actually no i still have some fucking questions like, bro
1: actually i think you're disgusting man yeah
2: and like it wasn't that great it didn't hurt i'm just gonna be honest it didn't hurt <laughs> um, that's what I feel like that conversation could have gone and then it went to the other place. But man, I wish I was Nev Campbell, nothing but the best. I've been madly in love with her since I saw this when I was 12. I didn't understand what that was. And mm-hmm. obviously I don't know her as a person, but. I think that in the future, Nev Campbell and I are best friends, and we talk about this all the time, especially this podcast.
0: Mhm, mhm. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> look
1: forward to that.
2: How delusional is Lauren McKenzie? Very, <laughs> very delusional.
1: <laughs> so we have um, also the name Billy Blue, which I oh my not stop laughing at it yeah. was so
2: good because you know when you're rewatching it because I didn't, I didn't remember the details, and they make Anne Haeish. Oh, poor Anne Haeish. I could go off on that. Her. Oh, poor Anne Haeish at this time was before her freak out with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, where, this is a very mental,
1: interesting. Um, that's one of
2: my favorite stories because it doesn't it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad that she was turned into the villain of the story. And it turns out that Ellen DeGeneres is a is it, one yeah, of, fully mm.
1: like two decades later. We we're like, yeah, oh, Ellen DeGeneres is a monster. <laughs>
2: Dude, and I yeah. like I had her stand up comedy specials. Um, stand up comedy specials. Who am I? <laughs> so official. Um, I had them memorize Ellen's, and I like she was my hero. She came out when I was very, very young, and and it wasn't okay to be gay. And then to find out that she's an asshole, and she's just mm-hmm. some rich asshole. Like I found out so many details before all this shit with um, what's her face. From um, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's not what she she is to me, but
0: um Dakota something or- Dakota, Dakota Dakota Johnson. Johnson. I love yeah. her. Yeah. She was
2: in a great TV show that I loved. I love Dakota Johnson. But before all that, I know Hollywood lesbians, and once you know one Hollywood lesbian, because they date everyone, and because it's such a tight knit family group, like. Um, you know, things about celebrities that are lesbians and the shit that I heard, I was just like, oh my God, I don't like her. And I'm really mad that I looked up to her, but I think she changed Ellen DeGeneres. I don't think she started out that way. I think Mm. she got that new talk show and the success just like skyrocketed her to like Oprah levels. And then she forgot that she's actually just a person.
1: Yeah. Being famous might make you evil. It It might. Yeah. It might at least make you kind of a dick which I never really to do we're that. really mm-hmm. running a like don't meet your heroes kind yeah. of um, yeah. theme but some in of them are show, great which is also funny because we're also talking about all the celebrities that we're gonna be that are gonna watch this there, so I know it's, yeah. it's a dichotomy do of my want, existence do we want to do it do we want to <laughs> don't be <laughs> so. super
2: famous and if you do get to be super famous end while you're on top because that's what I've learned from *Shit's Creek and any other thing that was good because once you start making something they expect you to keep making it as good as it originally was but there's a reason why it was originally wow, so that good works,
1: that works for this episode too because we yeah. have Scream um, ah! and Icon really tapped into the zeitgeist of the time and then we have this I movie
2: I know did um, Summer*, which the sequel is way better just,
1: uh, oh really you haven't I seen still, that. Know I still know what know. you did last summer? No. Nope. Jennifer Love
2: Hewitt's on the soundtrack. She sings a song okay. called How Do I Deal? It's amazing. Oh, God. Brandy. Oh. Brandy is in it. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I didn't oh, yeah.
1: know. Did know Brandy was in she, it. That movie is amazing.
2: It. I haven't okay. watched it. Okay. Uh I have to. This is confession time, you guys, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, this is for Jeffrey, my brother, who um played at UC Bakersfield. He was a pitcher. Oh, okay. CSU,
0: CSU Bakersfield.
2: I'm so sorry. I'm from Arizona. My parents I mean, went to ASU. You know.
0: It's
2: the same. C C sub. Sorry, Jeffrey. You don't edit that out. I'm gonna own that. C sub. Okay. He's an amazing pitcher, but when I was young, my great-grandma, my Gigi, um, my grandma, (laughs) Sly, we were on Family Feud. Anyway, that's a different story, but she was watching us, and she was older than Moses, and I was, like, 14, so I was still young, but she took us to Blockbuster to rent movies, and um, I still know what you did last summer. It was PG-13. There used to be all be rated R, and so Uh, I rented uh so she let us rent it and we watched yeah. it but but jeffrey's like six years younger than me um i traumatized him as a young child and oh no. i want to apologize again to jeffrey because he doesn't like scary movies and like this still scares him and um he's an amazing wonderful man who's got a baby on the way in march which is my birthday month too so i'm gonna have a niece soon but nice. um, i scarred him for life and for that i'm very sorry jeffrey i love you you're my favorite brother sorry curtis but we know it's true all right go on <laughs>
1: I don't know. Um, oh, but
2: the sequel's great, and the "How Do I Deal?" Jennifer Love Hewitt is an amazing singer. Okay,
1: yeah. So, so I still okay. I still know what you did last summer is an extremely funny title. Also. Yes. It's amazing, um, but I guess we, I guess we don't have like a resolution in the end because this motherfucker is like fucking Rasputin or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah impossible to kill. He's yeah.
2: the he's the Michael Myers of like that, but they didn't do a very good job with it because no one actually cared. There's no, no. like real well, gravitas.
1: Okay. So that's really that's really a big sticking point I have with this movie is that the villain is just like boring and bland. Okay, yeah. Um, ah. Also, like, why is the villain just creeping up on them all the time and not doing, not getting it done? Mm-hmm. Just letting him just he's terrorizing, to him. let him fuck around. Yeah, I guess, but at a no, it's point, not like mm-hmm. he doesn't end up killing. I mean, we could miss we can
2: yeah, we can spoil it. I think it's been out long. You
1: really um, and I mean, we also have like the the relationship happening here that mm-hmm. i I didn't give any shit about whatsoever. Do you-
2: did, did you guys just watch it? Like, do you remember that scene with Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt where he goes, no one understands me like you do. And, yes! says, and I'm just
1: like, oh, I laughed. I laughed at it's it's maybe that. Maybe the worst acting. It's of some the of the worst film. dialogue.
2: I don't think Kevin Williamson yeah. wrote that. I don't think so. That had to be a rewrite. And it was just bullshit because I, that those two lines, I watched it with my mom. We both laughed out loud at the same time. And that's when you know it's bad because comedy and horror. I rewound it.
1: I rewound it to <laughs> really soak it in. Did
2: you really? Yeah. I'm so glad because I watched that. And I was like, there's no way we can't talk about how bad those lines were. No, they that were so was, bad.
0: I was I cracked up. I also cracked up. <laughs> I watched it last night and I was like, oh, wow. We really said that. Okay. yes, yeah, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> and it yeah. sucks
2: because the Julie James character, if that was written in a different way, if it was written more like the Nev Campbell character, like there's something there. Like the story just is, is bullshit. And the original story sounds way better. So I would love to redo that. But like you get these like they lucked out by getting these actors like like Sarah Michelle Gellar. I don't know her entire story. She seems like a more reserved person, but she's been acting since she was a child. Yeah, And she is, I mean, she had to deal with working with Joss Whedon. Hold, holy shit. Holy, you only know, I can, no one can know what they went through on that mm-hmm. set. Really not the women like Charisma Carpenter coming out with her bullshit, mm-hmm. not her bullshit, like the bullshit she had to go through. But like Sarah Michelle Geller has always seemed like a person that I would never be upset knowing in real life. Like if I were to move into her neighborhood because I won a billion dollars or whatever, like I feel like she and Freddie Prince Jr., like his dad, was famous too and i feel like they were young enough to like get the hollywood thing and then do it right because they left it they they did the scooby-doo movies and they still do some movies but their family is what's important and i don't know i think that's really cool that like they're still in the public eye and she got to be buffy and she got to be helen shivers and he got they got to meet on that movie together and that's awesome the
0: grudge fuck the grudge yes Um, i forgot
2: about that movie oh
0: man like helen shivers it's really interesting because i think she has a more interesting backstory as a character so it's like oh yeah yeah. absolutely no
1: disgustingly the killer only manages to um to kill off the one couple and honestly the ones who are more interesting like Barry sucks but he's certainly more interesting Barry's way way. more
0: interesting than freddie prince
1: jr's character yeah, I mean, yeah freddie just, prince jr's um, character
2: he they limited him because he's a pretty boy but they're like oh you're a fisherman now your life is terrible he's and a it's fisherman like, who the f-? he's awesome look at his muscles in that black um tank top he's wearing he looks great
1: i would but- have actually i think i would have had a lot more interest in this movie and like especially like aesthetically and atmospherically if there mm. had been like a sense of kind of depression in the town because i feel like that's yeah. like i feel like that's something that should have been have come through like it's a fishing town there's not much that people can do like you have to get out and like get you know whatever like julie's doing and get an education or you just get kind of like the idea that they kind of like they were planning this bright future and then this shitty thing happened and they just got kind of got like pulled back into this shitty town i wish you had been able to feel that more because it's so bright and like happy looking in 90s through like very very like um i don't know like Summary 90s commercial, like Gap, commercial.
0: Like yeah, Gap commercial like yeah
1: yeah that's very Gap commercially the, because the it was very... I, it's very s- it's a deficit breeze. in the direction oh my god the yeah summer breeze a terrible cover of summer breeze cover of
0: summer breeze makes
1: me want to you die. hate to see it Amazing. I
2: don't know what you guys are talking about but I'm desperate to over oh. the opening
1: credits
0: well oh. not it's not just so that covers in the opening credits but I don't know if you noticed but there's a um a, when sh- they're in the store there's like mm-hmm. a music <gasps> version of summer breeze what so for some reason it's like a recurring motif that they really wanted summer breeze how did I, I miss say, this? That does have like, it has kind of a
1: melancholic feel to it. So I can mm. kind of see that. But yeah, but don't- I, I just feel like it's a it's a failure of direction. Like exactly. It's just, um, the they movies, could have nailed it. The script is a little bit of a mess, um, mm-hmm. obviously rushed. But like, I do feel like having like a proper atmosphere for this movie could have done it some good.
2: But it's like they said, okay, now that we made Scream, now we know everyone's going to make scary movies, so we're just going to pump one out. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's why we stopped making scary movies because they, they commercialized everything, but also it was only men making scary movies, and so we only got the same story over and over and over again. There's only so many stories you can tell when that's all you, your only experience. So I think it was really important to like have a fresh start with Scream, but it's like they learned the exact wrong lesson for why we needed a Scream, and it was that you don't just pump out horror movie and if you do do it the right way do it like fucking final destination do it like saw the first saw movie is terrible does everyone remember how bad the acting is in saw by very good actors (sighs) danny glover and carrie always i love them to pieces but the acting ruined that movie for me i looked forward to it i saw in theaters with my mom it ruined it
0: I, Wait, love, them now. My, I love them now. I love them now.
2: But I hated it when it came out. I was so depressed because if I can't get into the acting, if you don't sell me on that, I can't get into the storyline Also, I'm distracted the entire film. That's why I don't like really bad horror movies that are supposed to be scary, because they're not scary if I don't believe them, right? So I how don't know. do you
1: feel about the performances and I know what you did last summer?
2: I feel like they're all amazing actors because I've seen them do such amazing things, but they were limited by a very small-minded director who obviously had a vision of just making a horror film and uh, then bad writing but they're all amazing actors. I think Ryan Phillippe is a bit of an overrated actor and I think he could do some work on himself.
1: I really, I feel like Sarah Michelle Gellar like left it all on the floor. Like she, she like screams so well. She like that so was good. her like, the yeah. kill scene is really she good. She knew what she was I there thought, for. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt were like flat, bland as fuck. Flat. So bland. Um, so yeah. bland. And especially I if mean, she, the especially
2: acting and scream. But... Yeah, exactly. Because the acting and scream, like they lucked out with Nev Campbell. They lucked out with an entire cast. Fucking yeah. Um, Rose McGowan in that movie Oh my god so her underrated. kill scene is
1: just amazing Honestly Jesus, that's something so these good. two movies have a lot in common um with the side with character the, who with was the, killed? like yeah very good side character yes, I agree a very good death scene
2: because yes. we always talk about the main character but nev campbell as a main character is brilliant because she's so subtle in it but she's so powerful like that quiet power but this the other characters like um i realize that that's why we like these shows so much like friends and we if we can talk about courtney cox and that's such a, an amazing story to me about like how she went from tv to movies when you didn't do that back then and she they, everyone took a gamble on this film no one knew this was going to be successful drew barrymore's career was in the fucking toilet but she was coming back and she picked the exact right vehicle because she was still a huge name like Scream was this monumental movie and then I know what you did last summer is the inevitability of Scream and I love that story and I love that Kevin <laughs> Williamson he yeah. created the WB factory with Dawson's Creek that's how it started and then he moved on to Vampire Diaries which I never watched because I'm not a straight girl I don't know <laughs> I have no interest in it there's no strong character that pulls me in like Buffy like mm-hmm. Angel like all of these like Cabin in the Woods Candace will you watch it with me <laughs> I love Cabin in the Woods, I and I promise you, I would never make you watch something that's, that's going to go, make you go, come on. It's so well-written. It's, it's because of uh, Drew Goddard.
0: Yeah, Drew Goddard. Goddard. Drew Goddard yeah. is
2: the real heart and soul behind it's Drew true. Goddard and Marty Noxon and Buffy, those two people, Joss Whedon can suck my dick, by the way, but Marty Noxon and, and Drew Goddard, those are the two people that should have gotten most of the credit besides the actors mm-hmm. for Buffy. And I'm just going to say that on the record. Fuck Joss Whedon, by the way.
0: Hundred percent. Hundred
2: percent. Fuck Joss Whedon. You used to be my hero. You directed Avengers. Fuck you.
0: I'm gosh, so. My final
1: girl coming to you live saying. Fuck Joss Whedon. Fuck
0: Joss Whedon. <laughs> We've said it before. We'll say it again. I will never not say fuck. Um, Joss
1: and Buffy that's was my me. That's my like subtle radio DJ voice because Ooh. I'm a tired person. That's like my kind of like I'm like a DJ like stretch in. Um, okay. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre too.
2: So. Oh. Oh, damn. Okay. All but right. I liked it because it was subtle enough where it yeah. didn't feel like it was on purpose and it was just your sexy. voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did feel moderately aroused by the tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: you you how, hit the right you now. you do it. You did okay. it. Okay. You're doing so it. So now that I've reached that yeah. radio DJ. Yeah.
2: Now we can start recording. My, my
1: radio DJ tenor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. What do you guys think? roger ebert gave i know what you did last oh jesus from 1997. okay 1997.
2: now was he bought out because you know the chicago trip and his reviews did he get a handout mm. did he get Ooh. a handout i'm gonna say did a half get a star. Handout? i'm gonna that's say like, a half
0: star okay. i'm gonna say
2: i'm gonna say he hates it and he's only gonna give it more than two stars if he got paid off
0: mm.
1: that's my.
2: that's my that's my opinion because he doesn't like the way the genre is headed now it's stupid okay go
1: all right let's go um roger ebert gave it one star yep. oh my man okay one star he said the best shot in this film is the first one not a good sign <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, not wrong it's true though. yeah actually I-, I think that's true it was a beautiful um, shot of a cliff the of a guy drinking high above a dark and stormy sea and then circling until it reveals a lonely figure sitting on mm-hmm. a cliff overlooking the surf the shot leads us to anticipate dread or an atmospheric gloominess but alas it is not to be <laughs> oh very, alas, true, it's not very to be. true to be honest i
0: Honestly, mean when he was on it he was on it it was you, so good you saying that thing about it like you wanting to be like the depression of like economics in the town like I, I feel like feel like we really missed out on an opportunity to have kind of like a 90s dead and buried a little bit Ooh. like this like beach town that's like desolate mm. and fucked up like it would have been, nice, been, like been a nice it would have been it would have been a nice thing to you, know have. What you do
2: you remake it in 2008 after the right after everything oh. And go. that that movie is a different movie, and you get a you get someone else to direct it who isn't just trying to make slasher films. That's an entirely different film, and the storyline you got to change it, right? Can't have that. Can't have that bullshit storyline. Yeah. Turns out it is Anne Haish.
1: It is Anne Haish. <laughs> it is her. That would be fucking sick. I would. I love would it. love okay, that.
0: Anne Heche, like in this movie, like this. There's nothing scary in this movie except she's, Anne Hae. She's so unsettling. She's so good. She, when and she comes she acts and knocks so on the well. window. And she's like, "Hey, yeah." yeah and Dr. she's, she's her just pat- like, of, like, frail, but like." Yeah. Um, there's something behind her eyes and she's lonely and desperate.
2: Yeah, and it's like Um, you see that and she's poor and it's like this weird thing about and this is how cinema really does shift like the way we feel as a country but poor people are automatically suspect in like every situation in these films if you notice it's like Johnny Galecki is a fucking obnoxious once he's gross and he would put something in your drink and it's cuz he's poor. Oh no, you're a fisherman, <laughs> uh Billy Blue, you're poor, Freddie Prince Jr. <sighs> and hey, you're poor, there's something and it's just like it's weird that that's like such a tied thing in so many movies that NH yeah. her her like quiet like Ooh, whatever! Like she's a great actress, and Hayes she's an amazing actress, mm-hmm. and I feel so bad that she had a mental health episode that was so publicized that yeah. like, she lost her career, and she yeah. could never be. Uh, she wasn't allowed to be bisexual; like she had to pick a side. And I hate that. As elder lesbian, I'm always I'm pro bisexual because most people are bisexual. I think or queer, and um, I'm just a weirdo who knew when I was twelve <laughs> that I only wanted Angelina Jolie, and that's why that's I have it. her dragon tattoo that she got removed. That's right. I'm going to show you.
0: Nice. Oh wow, look at that. Oh my god. Oh that yeah that's fucking. So she awesome. got it
2: removed. My mom almost let me get it when I was 14. I say almost because she like hesitated when she said no, but okay. I waited until I was 32 to get my first tattoo. It wasn't that one. It was um oh god, it's stay sexy, don't get murdered on my wrist. SSDGM. Okay.
0: My nice. my favorite
2: murder from back in the day, though, guys. Back in the day. All
0: right, yeah. Sure it was can. an OG.
2: It was an OG. I saw them live, they were incredible. Karen and Georgia. Nice. I haven't listened in a long time. I got tired of true crime and how incompetent the world is. And so I'm trying to fix it by being a Salesforce analyst.
0: Amazing. (laughs) We do what we can. Yeah. I'm a hero, if anything.
2: (laughs) I feel like we didn't talk about Scream enough. Because Scream, I mean, you to me, can never
0: talk about Scream. I enough. just, I always it's hard. Wanna, Sometimes we have a hard time with the classics, I think, on this. Yeah. Like, what well, are it's you going to say? What do you want to say?
1: What can we say? But it's usually
2: dudes saying it. Dudes have a very different way of viewing Scream. Like, they idolized Billy and what's his face? Matthew Willard. I like and it's I like,
1: see like. lots of women talk about
0: Scream, like, now. You, yeah, now. Yeah, now. For sure. I, was, I, I didn't have anyone to talk
2: about it because it was always dudes that wanted to talk about scary movies. And when I wanted to talk about it with girls, it was always
0: you know, that's, different. Um, Honestly,
1: like I've, I've generally had like female friends who liked horror movies. Um, I did when I was older. And And I mean, I've definitely hung out with groups of people that were like mostly dudes who, especially like Mm -hmm. when you like extreme horror, like that's like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And sometimes it's kind of a sad aspect of it where you're like yeah i'm like in this group of people but i wish that i weren't in like a group of dude bros or whatever mm-hmm. who just really um, don't like
2: consent yeah or like anti-consent that always bugs me when those are like the biggest parts of films it's like the breaking of consent and i do- those are the parts that i don't like that's why the strangers is so great because it's um it's the perfect encapsulation of the fear of being trapped and alone without it needing to be about gender at all it's masked people mm-hmm. attacking a couple it could be about either of them you don't know that's why the yeah. Str- that's why it's and such I mean- a perfect film
1: that's a part of like it's a part of life so it's something that like i yeah. absolutely am like you know it's, i'm happy to explore it in cinema but yeah mm-hmm. it's just nice to talk about it from a different perspective than um what a the lot aggressor of, like, mainstream horror has been yeah yeah for i sure. agree
2: it's so nice to talk to you guys i'm so glad you have this podcast i honestly didn't listen to it ahead of time and i was going to because i was that's like okay. what if i love the podcast and i blow it and then i'm stuck listening to a podcast where i bombed so badly they couldn't air my episode you
1: won't even okay first of all that's never happened to us but nope. also like i you don't even know how good i am at editing nice <laughs>
2: okay yes. wait wait candace I, do, moment. do
1: you know how shitty i sound like in the raw um, <laughs> oh <my> god! <laughs> in, like just the raw recording i am an of, editor ever, that's... like and i'll be like okay i'm gonna cut out like half these ums and hell yeah. That's I'm gonna incredible. cut out the part where I started a sentence three times yeah. and then decided how I wanted to end it, like <laughs> after several attempts. Yeah. You
2: know? Are you, you know? me? Are you me? Um the cool thing is that like I wanted to be an editor, so i was going to film school. I think I talked to Ariel about this. Oh, about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Sally Mankey. Sally Mankey, the reason that oh, Quentin yeah. Tarantino's movies are good is because of Sally right. Mankey, And that's and who I died. wanted to be. And no. she died. I found yeah. out when they did the Oscar um, whatever it was like the Golden Globes of the Oscars and they did the in memoriam That's yeah. how I found out Sally Mankey died, and she was my hero like i wanted to be her and then the next film that came out was the one in the snow the the oh my god my, eight. hateful eight and it's a shit movie that is a shit movie it doesn't have that same mm. Mm. you go watch death proof go and watch death proof go back and watch his first film that's all sally Mankey. when she died he lost that quentin tarantino thing because it was never quentin tarantino it was sally mm. fucking manky i would just like to say loved sally manky she's my hero absolute yeah. hero i wanted to be a film editor but scottsdale community college go artichokes it had a great program but i got sick and then i couldn't go anymore so yeah i dropped out of that but i worked at blockbuster and that's why i'm here on this podcast now oh, yeah there's yeah. lots of stuff
1: that can be edited in the world um i love editing it's like uh editing cool puzzles yeah, yeah it's fun yeah it is anyway, Yeah, i do, I'm I do sure it i'm sure i'll do it the, with this one i'm so excited soon. yeah soon, so when you have time <laughs> Yeah, or when I don't have time. Either way, either way, Um, it's got to get done. Middle of the night, what are you gonna do? (laughs) Um, so Lauren, before we wrap up, what do you want to plug? Do you have anything that you want to? Do you have anything you want to shout out? I mean, where can people follow you for one thing on social media if they want to hear more from you?
2: No one wants that. Um, I'm I'm on the twitters the twats uh, Mm -hmm. at the Mackenzieist, which um, sorry Curtis, he changed his to the more Mackenzieist after I did that. (laughs) He got me good for a while, but then he got bored and changed it back. That was pretty great. Um. So the Mackenzie is, but I'm a boring person in general. I love talking to people that are really interesting like you guys. So if everyone could go, um, go on Spotify or Apple music or whatever and download and listen to Sydney Sprague, it rhymes with egg, but it's spelled like Prague. Does that help? Okay. Is that a good way yeah. to describe it? I, <laughs> I say so. Yeah. yeah,
0: totally. She just got
2: back from tour on a tour with the front bottoms and she's like one of my favorite people. Oh my in god, I, I haven't been able to catch the a...
1: bottoms.
2: <gasps> Do you? I know someone who knows them. So she's uh. great. She's like um, cool. a local Arizona person who's okay. like our own Lucy Dacus from, do you guys cool. know who Lucy Dacus is? Yes. Phoebe Bridgers is other, it's like the Laurel Canyon back in the seventies and sixties, but it's our sixties really, but it's like Arizona, believe it or not. Okay. Um, so if you could do that and um, that would be great because she's awesome cool. and she deserves right. your love and her album, if she had her first album come out, maybe I'll see you at the end of the world. And she planned all of it before COVID happened. And then um, yeah, it's just like amazing what she's done. Damn. She's been able to go on tour safely and everything. So I don't care That's about awesome. my stuff. I'm boring, but go listen to Sydney Spray because you'll be doing yourself a bigger. Also, Sydney Prescott, Sydney Spray. Hey, ah, it's all
0: connected. It's, it's spelled
2: differently. It's S-Y, but still, man, I feel like Neff Campbell planned this from the future.
0: <laughs> Probably. Where we're best friends. Oh. <laughs> uh... Thanks for having me, you guys. Like seriously, my first oh, podcast, course. probably oh my, my only one. This is no, it was awesome. Love yes, to, to Thank you for, for sure on. I would yes. love to do
2: this even if we're not recording. I just want to talk to Hell you like, yeah. all of the time.
0: So yeah, we do, that's like, yeah. awesome. we do our watch party thing sometimes. <gasps> yeah, so. We sometimes haven't been... We do screenings. So oh, please invite come, me. We just, please like, remind me. We I up. Up. You. Okay, I will bug you personally. I'll be like, Lauren, have my number. I think we're we'll about to do
1: like some fun ones coming
0: up. Oh, I would
2: love to. And now I can listen. I can listen as long as you don't. um Trash talk me on the podcast. Oh that I, I won't Lauren. hear it if you do it anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we would never do that right, you guys
2: are lovely thank you for doing this and um i'm, I'm excited to go back and listen now and i'm going to listen to podmortem yeah. because those dudes are fucking awesome oh my, oh god. my god yeah,
1: yeah. um go listen to uh Pod Mortem's episode on i know what, yes. what you did last summer if you want to do it right now off. it's extremely funny yeah um and they kind of touch on a lot of the same stuff that we did but like in Dope. greater depth because they go like blow by blow through this movie which is yes. hilarious oh, to do yes. okay awesome um, yes. i can't wait so yeah so yeah check them out um Shout out to pod Mortem also. They're great. Um,
2: My girlfriend got me onto them. They're awesome, Maddie. Yes. Like she's got great taste. I'm just
1: saying. Yeah, yeah. they rule. Um, she
2: Pay me to say that five dollars, Maddie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you uh, so yeah, and um, check out some cool indie music. Um, mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Also, I, also some indie music by um, Ariel who did <gasps> the intro and outro to our song, Ariel, to our did podcast. you really? Mm-hmm intro okay. outro song to our podcast, which is called Under Your Skin. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, Under Bandcamp, skin. whatever. To, um, buy it on Bandcamp if you want to give her some money. Um, yes. That's Ariel, who you were just hearing from. She wrote that song. Mm-hmm. Thank you as always to Claire C. Holland um, for um, our namesake, Not Your Final Girl, from her book of horror-themed poems called I Am Not Your Final Girl. You can buy it um, in places where you buy books and you can follow her at Claire C. Writes on Twitter. Um, please follow Brian Demarest also, please um, on Instagram. He's Evil Flynn. Um, he did our show icon. Our quote, oh, nice. Girl. Okay. And he takes commissions if you want to get one. Oh, I wish I had money. Some I want a commission advance. Okay. <laughs> um, thanks to Pops Burlock at Phantom Stranger on Facebook. If you want to follow him for being technical and emotional support, thanks to our network, morbidly beautiful, morbidlybeautiful.com. You can go to X morbid beauty X on Twitter and follow them. Um, they're just morbidly beautiful on Facebook. Check out the other shows on the, on the network. Also horror writers. You can uh, do some reading, do some listening, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I that's already crazy. said um the song. Go look, go look for under your skin. That's our song. And that's all we have for today. Um, awesome you talks. know, follow us on social media stuff. We're NYFG Pod on almost everything. Um, and you know, keep updated. We'll do we'll do some watch parties pretty soon, some cool yes. shit um, oh, yeah. for the holidays and all that kind of stuff. So um we'll see you then. Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. Ladies of course, of pals. Of Thanks for coming on. Love Queez. you, fools. <laughs> All right, bye guys. <laughs> bye.